Valdi's Four Seasons means that it's time once again for this month's Senior Moments program. The Four Seasons theme mirrors our lives, and hopefully we will all have many more seasons to enjoy. We do this show on behalf of the Glen Cove Senior Center. Good morning, everyone. I'm Nina Held. And I'm Stuart Held. Senior Moments has many podcasts completed. Our podcasts can be found under the title of Senior Moments. They attest to the fact that there is life after retirement. The greatest fact about podcasts is that you can play them at any time you wish. So don't miss out. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning, Stu. Well, uh, you, thank you for finding today's guest. Thank you. She's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, she, Carolyn, by the way, is our producer. And my wife is our co-host. Good morning, Nina. Good morning, honey. How are you? I'm all right. You're all right. I know. The back, the back. Tell us about yes. today's show. Uh, sure. Today we will be speaking with Ann Markowitz-Recht, who is a business entrepreneur who also helps people with aging and other elder care issues. She is and has been very active in many committees, associations, and, of course, with her own business. This will be an enlightening interview with a very dedicated and active person particularly interested in the elder care community. But first, it's now time for our Wacky Wacky Word of the Week. Okay, so today's wacky word is bootless. That means it, to me, no boots. That means, of course, when one would think, that's it. You're just walking around with no boots. But there is a surprise here okay. because it means other things as well. It's origin. This sense of bootless has nothing to do with footwear. Oh. The boot, in this case, is an obsolete noun that meant use, use, or avail. That boot descended from the Old English bot and is ultimately related to our modern word better, whose remote Germanic ancestor meant, literally, of more use. Of course, English does also see the occasional use of bootless to mean simply lacking boots. As in Anne Bronte's Agnes Grey, which was written in 1847, quote, And what would their parents think of me if they saw or heard the children rioting, hatless, bonnetless, gloveless, and bootless in the deep snow? So there, so less boot, bootless. Yes, and then there was Das Boot, the German (laughs) war film. (laughs) Bootless was today's. Wacky Word of the Week. Every show, we try to come up with a joke or fact or idiom that we want to share with you. It is now time for our... Did You Know? The Year of the Woman. We're going to continue on that theme. We're going to share with you a famous, few famous quotes from, that are made by famous women. Today, we will hear from Mother Teresa... She is revered for her lifelong dedication to the poor, most notably the destitute masses of India. So here goes. Quote, the hunger for love is more difficult to feed than the hunger for bread. Coming from a person who is taking care of the the poor. We can do great things, she said. We can only do small things with great love. I am a little pencil in the hand of a writing God who is sending a love letter to the world. And here's another quote from Mother Teresa. Loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. Wow. It is not how much you do, but how much love you put into the doing that matters. Hmm. And finally... Do not allow yourself to be disheartened by any failure as long as you have done your best. Oh, here, here. That's the best one. Mother Teresa's quotations were today's... Did you know? And we will now introduce our guest. Yes. 
Anne Markowitz Recht is a licensed master social worker in New York State and a certified care manager from the National Academy of Certified Care Managers. She is the founder and CEO of AMR Care Group. She was the director of Family and Children's Association's Guardianship Program. Anne's previous career was in marketing, and she served as the director of marketing and membership at the Mid-Island JCC for many years. AMR Care Group is a comprehensive care management and companion services company with offices in Jericho and Manhattan. Anne received a bachelor's degree from Albany State University and a master's degree in social work from Adelphi University. She recently completed the Goldman Sachs 10K Small Business Program for Successful Entrepreneurs. Anne has spoken about various topics relating to aging for the New York State Bar Association, Women in Law Committee, the National Business Institute, Nassau Chapter of the National Association of Social Workers, and the Association of the New York City Bar's Health Law Committee, hmm. Aging um, Healthcare Committee, Aging Life Care Association National Conference, Private Duty Association, as well as other professional and civic groups. I'm sorry, I'm just not reading that correctly. She has also presented for guardian and court examiner training for the New York State Office of Guardianship and is the recipient of the Long Island Alzheimer's Foundation's Outstanding Service Award for 2004. She is the president of the New York chapter of the Aging Life Care Association and is the vice chair of the Long Island chapter of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. My word. Anne Markowitz Recht. Wow. Welcome to Senior Moments. Thank you so much, Nina. So happy to be here. I'm so happy you are here. I I am so absolutely bowled over by the quantity and quality of your involvements. It it just blows my mind. Do you have any downtime? <laughs> <laughs> I sleep a little bit. You do? I hope so. I do. I do. I'm uh, pretty good at uh, managing my time, thankfully. So. What do you What do you like doing when you're not working? When I'm not working, I read. Uh, I'm a hiker uh -huh. a bit, and I've hiked for the lymphoma, uh, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. I've uh -huh. um, been out in... Um, out west in uh, various places, and uh, the Grand Canyon for one, <gasps> oh. and raised a lot of money. Um, my mom passed of uh, AML, one of those diseases, and oh. wanted to give back. AML, wow. that yep. that's that's a leukemia. Yes, it's, yes. Uh, unfortunately, not one of the good ones. Not one of the good ones, not and that you know, there are many good ones, but but when you say AML, you know these abbreviations or what do you? It reminded me of ALS, which is not. It's a of course very different yes. disease. But that's Lou Gehrig's yeah, disease. Yes, yes, and my grandma passed from that. Mm. Also but yes, also a very very tough one. It's sad. It's sad, but you obviously you're doing such good work by uh, bringing awareness and uh, and raising money yes. and using your legs and feet at the yes, same time. Yes, trying to get some exercise at the same time. <laughs> yes, which is great. How did you meet our producer, Carolyn? Carolyn, I've known Carolyn for a while. Uh, how did we meet? Probably through business, mm -hmm. I'm sure. We did. Uh, do you remember? I actually do. We had already known each other, and then one morning we were at a breakfast together, and we really had a chance to talk. And that, you know, just kind of started the friendship and that, the business relationship. So that was way back. Yeah. Way back. That's yes. Why I don't remember. Yes. <laughs> but we also way back. These building. are young looking women. I, don't yeah, know. I know. I also have to point out that, of course, uh, Anne and Carol Waldman mm. are also friend, friends yes. together. Of the senior center. Uh, that's yes. Carol, of course, of course, of the senior center. We don't even have to mention that. <laughs> And do you live on Long Island? Yes, I do. I live in Plainview. All, all your life? Yeah. No, I lived in. I grew up in Woodmere, and then took a stint in uh, Albany State University for college, yeah. and then moved to Boston because I said I never wanted to live on Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> so, what brought you back? What brought me back? Uh, family. Ah, yeah. uh, uh, it's a good reason. Yes, yes, family. Uh, I did my stint there. I got some good. Uh, 
uh, some good uh, jobs there and experience. Good, yeah. And then uh, came back to New York and started up again and had some friends and family down here, made it more comfortable, and I'm a New Yorker. Yeah, you know something, there's no getting away from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, when as we are thinking, you know, what would we want to do where we get it with the winters, a cold, blah, blah, but there's no place else we want to live. I mean, truly. Yeah, even even if we don't run into the city every five minutes, it's like... Mm -hmm. We don't the, run into the city at all. <laughs> <laughs> we don't run. <laughs> anyway, so I do understand why you would want to come back. Sure, I, it makes I, a lot I have of sense. to ask you. Initially, you started out in the marketing field. Yes. Now, how did that turn and get into the elder care field? Right. Well, like all lucky people, you meet uh, certain people in life that. Uh, shine the light in other areas and notice your talents. And I had one such person and Steve Rosenberg, who was the director of the JCC in Plainview. And he- Jewish Community Center. Yes. In, yes, in Plainview. That's the Mid-Island. That's right, yeah. Mid-Island JCC, yeah. right. And he uh, encouraged me to get my master's degree and I chose social work. Uh, and I did actually, not far from where we are now, I did an internship at the Adelphi Breast Cancer Hotline Center. Yeah. Ran some groups there. Uh, and I also did some at the Y and I got my degree. And unfortunately Steve left and uh, went to another uh, state actually. So I looked around and I landed um, first at the Family and Children's Association Guardianship Program which I was director of. So uh -huh. that really is what got you into. Yeah, and then I saw people that did care management, and I said, I'd like to do that, and yeah. I have an entrepreneurial spirit in my genes. And uh, I started Is your father an entrepreneur? He was, yes. He's uh -huh. passed. It's interesting why you say you was your father. Why wouldn't you have said was your mother? Because that goes back to a different sure. era. era. That's, My mother that's was the true. chief operating officer, trust me. Mm. Chief operating, <laughs> yes, and estate manager. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what they called us in those days. My six-year-old... Six Grandchild. Oh yes, he's C is listed as a CEO of a of, company <laughs> of his mother's company. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I, I, I want to ask why on yeah. that one. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. <laughs> but I'm. But when you mention guardianship program, I'd love to talk more about the guardianship programs because when I was working with the county, I knew somebody who was doing that. And I only know a little bit, and I would love to get more, I would love to get deeper into that. Well, Is, okay. Unfortunately, there's people, um, family, people who don't have families, yeah. and people whose families cannot, for one reason or another, care for them. So people have to go to court and ask the courts to appoint somebody. And sometimes it is family. Sometimes it's a matter of not doing advanced um advanced papers, directives. advanced directives, thank you, yeah. um, such as power of attorney, health care proxy, because right. when you don't have those, then God forbid anything happens, right. and that's with anybody around this table, anybody listening, that someone needs to step in. And if you don't have a power of attorney and a health care proxy, not so much the health care proxy, more the power more of attorney, the power of attorney. then yes. you have to go through a guardianship process, which is costly and timely, and if you don't have someone who will stand up and help you, then the courts will decide who. Sometimes an yeah. attorney, sometimes ah. a social worker. What are the well, qualifications get, for somebody to... We're going to get into the legal part of yeah. that in the next segment. Oh, I'm sorry. Are we our running over? Our music is normally selected by our musical consultant, Dale Zerbrick. Dale is under the weather, so I am to blame for today's <laughs> choices. And you are so busy with all of your associations, I can't imagine how you put it all together. So from company, here is Barbara Streisand singing, putting it together. It's not from company, by the way. It is from um, Sunday in the Park with George. No, I don't think yes. so. Yes. Oh, that's Ooh, interesting. Yes, <laughs> Dale. We'll have to check that. Dale is going to punish you. Dale will punish me. <laughs> spent a lot of time working on this. Look, no one's going to buy it. No one. Well, well how, do, how can Nobody you... in middle America, anyway, that's for sure. He's right. Well, why? why Sweetheart, I mean... it's just not commercial. 
What is commercial? It's anyway? not what's selling nowadays. I mean, personally, I Be love it. Be nice, but... girl. Nobody's into this kind of material. You have to pay a price, girl. This album needs a hit single we can push. They like to give advice, girl. The whole idea is too risky. Don't think about it twice, girl. The audience girl. won't understand this kind of it's thing. It's time to get to work. I disagree. Why don't you wait till you hear it? This is like your old stuff. Art isn't easy. We gotta appeal to the kids. Even when you're hot. Why would you want to make an album like this anyway? Advancing art is easy. I think we ought to talk seriously about Financing this. Financing it is not. Why take chances? A vision's just a vision if it's only in your head. Nobody respects your artistic integrity more than I do. If no one gets to hear it, it's as good as dead. You have to think about your career. It has to come to life. Bit by bit, put it only way to make a work of art Every moment makes a contribution Every little detail plays a part Having just the vision's no solution Everything depends on execution Putting it together, that's what counts Ounce by ounce, putting it together Small amounts, adding up to make a work of art First of all, you need a good foundation Otherwise it's risky from the start Takes a little cocktail conversation But without the proper preparation Having just the vision's no solution Everything depends on execution The art of making art Is putting it together Bit by bit We really need all these musicians Link by link Making the connections, yes we do Drink by drink, taking every comment as it comes Learning how to play the politician Like you play piano, bass and drums Otherwise you'll find your composition Isn't gonna get much exhibition Art isn't easy Every minor detail is a major decision I have to keep things in scale I have to hold to your vision Cocktail conversation If it gets the funds for your foundation Every time I start to feel defensive I remember vinyl is expensive Would you agree to do an interview? Maybe one Building up the image Shot by shot Keeping at a distance doesn't pay Still if you remember your objective Not give all your privacy away A little bit of hype can be effective As long as you can keep it in perspective Even when you get some recognition Everything you do you still audition Art isn't easy All they ever want is repetition All they really like is what they know Gotta keep a link with your tradition you Gotta learn to trust your intuition While you re-establish your position So that you can be on exhibition So that your work can be on exhibition Be new girl They tell you till they're blue girl You're new or else you're through girl. Senior Moments will be right back with today's guest, Anne Markowitz-Reck, in a few moments. This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Senior Moments with Stuart and Nina is back, and we're with our guest, Anne Markowitz-Reck, and, of course, we are talking about her very, very busy schedule. Um, I would love to know how you got involved, Anne, with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Yeah, uh, my mom passed of AML, which is one of the uh, faster-acting, if you will, um, leukemias. Uh, and she passed right after my father, so that was mm. quite the rough year. Um, often happens with people married for a yeah. long time. Yeah. How long is this? Uh, they're they gone about eight years. Uh-huh. So um, right after that, I felt very empty and was on the computer, and I just wanted to do something. And yeah. I really didn't have any connection or knew about Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, but I found it online, and they have all these activities you can do to raise money, um, such as biking and running, which I don't do a lot of. Or long distance. I don't do it all. (laughs) And then I saw hiking, and that really intrigued me. I never really hiked in my life, and it's something I could do. And I went to a meeting. They were very welcoming, uh, and I think I raised over twenty-five thousand or thirty thousand on a few hikes to the Grand Canyon, um, Zion, a couple other places. Yeah. So you're uh, a person who likes to get involved. Yes. Obviously. I I think, you know, life is short, and if you have talents and you can do for others, 
I think it's important. I've been blessed. I have a great life. And uh, I think it's important to do that. And this touched me. And it's a great organization, uh, great people who are selfless and just giving of themselves for various reasons. Some know people who have had this, uh, these diseases and some don't. Yeah. Um, and when it touches children especially, of course. <gasps> oh, of course. That really is, yes. uh, How long have you been doing this? Um, about seven years. Yes, yeah, so still oh continuing. Uh, yeah, more or less. Some on different levels. I actually am the vice chair of Long Island's board ah. uh, for LLS, and yeah. uh, they're just a great group of people um, raising money and putting it in the right places, such as research. Good. And, uh, those who can't afford to um, have various uh, uh, programs and things to help their family, and they just do a great job. Where is that yeah. kind of research being done at? Uh, which are, uh, all no, over, sorry. all, all over. over, all over the world. I would say. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, not particularly just Sloan Kettering or, or correct yeah. uh, universities across the country, right. and uh, and LLS is, I think, the only <laughs> nonprofit um, that is a sponsor of these kind of uh, studies. Yeah. Uh, so you know, kudos to them again. Just groundbreaking. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because um, I just have to mention that our older, our oldest granddaughter, um, happens to do work in research grants okay. uh, at Mount Sinai, probably for this very all hospitals and organizations. That I mean, she covers all. Mm -hmm. She loves so what she does. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, great. It is. It is great. Yes. So let me know, ask you, how did you start AMR and what does AMR stand for? You didn't figure that out. You didn't figure that out, honey. <laughs> oh, okay. I get it. Uh, it, is, it is my name. Well, well, if you look at the movies where you see the AMC, AMC and all the no, others, it should be right at or least. Or ALS. Um, right. A, I, can, I can hazard a guess. Anne Margaret no. Ray. No, unfortunately, <laughs> not Margaret. No, not Anne Margaret. Anne Margaret. I'll take Anne Margaret. We did have an Anne Margaret. Just <laughs> yes. yes. Um, all the good names were taken, so I stuck with my initials. Oh, good. I think that's good. Yeah. Uh, good. So tell it. What now? We're going to learn. We're going to like go on to another little sub subtopic here. Yeah. Could you describe to us what a geriatric care manager does? I, I hope so. Okay. Uh, so, well, we kind of dropped the geriatric because we do um, serve all adults. Yeah. Uh, so care managers or geriatric care manager. Um, we're kind of think of a general manager of life. Uh, we really don't know how to age. Um, there's no playbook. Right. Uh, we kind of avoid it. If you look at the ads, you know, everybody wants to stay young and... Yeah. It's a youth society, always has been, probably always will be. And, um, and getting much heavier in the number of participants. Right. I and mean, the graying of America. There we go. Yeah. Let's not get personal. Um, <laughs> we're all gray here. Oh, except for Carolyn. Yeah. Oh, no, we're not sure about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it evolved around, it's an interesting backstory. It evolved around 35 years ago. Social workers who were working in hospitals in New York and Chicago and actually worked in public relations in a hospital. I could relate to this where people left the hospital who didn't have a support system. Exactly, yes. Uh -huh. Right? Then what happens? So then what yeah. happens? So, I mean, I remember getting calls, I have no heat. Well, I'm sitting in a hospital working for a hospital and you're in your house, I don't know you can't really help you. And I can imagine this is how it started. I wasn't the pioneers of this, but I could relate to it. Yeah. That how it started was people needed help and had no one to help them. I mean, look at our society. Everybody's going after and should be their, um, their careers, yeah. uh, you know. Their lives. Their yeah, career. so we have airplanes and, and trains and everything else to get us further and more away. It's international. We're an international right. society. That breaks up families. It does, yeah. Back in the day, nobody moved away from each other. Exactly. That's not the case today, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so that, you know, you have people alone, aging, or ill, and they don't have anybody. And mm -hmm. so these social workers stepped out of the hospitals and possibly nursing homes and created this profession, which is now geriatric care manager. A New York Times article was written 
back then, uh, and other people saw it, and they developed this organization, which is now called Aging Life Care Association. Uh-huh. Uh, and it had a longer name before about professional geriatric care managers. And they're we're n- nurses, RNs, right. social workers, of which I am, licensed. Yeah. Um, problem is anybody can call themselves a care manager or a geriatric care manager. You really have to dig down to their credentials yeah. and see if they have that degree they have the knowledge base and experience. Right, right. So, um, so what is a care Are you manager? indicating that there are a lot of fake or? I think there's a lot of fake people doing a lot of different things. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah, tend to agree with you. <laughs> I, I think you have to, you know, do a little bit of, of research. Oh, d- yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and even people with degrees, it, you know, you have to, have to, have to interview people and, and know them. So what, did they, what do we do? We kind of manage people's lives as they age. Uh, again, we spoke about families and uh, people yeah. apart, uh, people now, living long. Now, would your customer base be started at what particular age, or is it oh. the condition of the people? Adults, based on the condition. That could be mental illness or physical. Or dementia or something like that. Right. Cognitive, correct. Uh, that's uh, an interesting, interesting line. Which line? How do you know when when you have to talk to somebody like you? Well, <laughs> it's usually not the person because everybody is feels that nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong, or oh, I did this, but that's okay. Uh, right. Nobody wants to admit they need help, right? Um, so it's usually we do speak to children or relatives or neighbors, somebody concerned, uh, and they have to, you know, then we go in and try to help whatever the situation is. And it could be anything, like we said, from cognitive. Um, could be mental illness, bipolar, schizophrenia. Right. Uh, people living in the community or not. And basically, we're experts in aging or that particular dis- um, condition in terms of getting what they need, assessing yeah. the situation. The best thing we do is an assessment and care plan. And what does that mean? We go- it's a holistic approach to someone's life. It's social, what's going on socially, yeah. what's going on medically. Physically, uh, we have what's called activities of daily living, which is walking, bathing, dressing. Uh, come on, Carolyn. You're yeah. doing great, Anne. <laughs> I also want to say no. uh, you'll do complex end-of-life cases, too, and really guide your client and the family through the process, too, because right. I've seen you do that. That's well, that's okay. So, so hypothetical situation. Go ahead. Uh, you have somebody who's just getting out of the hospital. And they are limited in some way. They have been through rehab. They have to return to uh, their home. They don't have family around. They have no children. Uh, How do they know who to call? It's a good question. Um, They're they're in the facility. It's the facility that's either going to have the resources or not. Whether it's me, someone like myself, or Carolyn, or somebody else, they usually do. There's a point person. So I may come in as the person, the first person that's called, and gather the truth, such as what Carolyn does, and uh, physical therapy, and a social program, or... this would be while they're still in the hospital before they get out? Or yes. in rehab, sure. Yeah. So, the rehab so, would make the referral to Anne uh, to come in and oversee. So the finder oh, important is really the hospital. It the, could be the hospital, the, the nursing rehab, home, or, yeah. a neighbor, you yeah. know, whoever has that kind of information of people like, uh, like myself and Carol and other people in the field that we all work together and know who to call for certain things. And, and how do you do that legally? I mean, can you walk into somebody's who's really far gone and uh, that, what, what, what do you do legally? Well, that's what I said before. We really get calls from children and, uh, you see? know. Yeah. Yes, we cannot contract. Nobody can, should contract with somebody who has a cognitive uh, issue, uh, has cognitive decline and is not able to sign a contract. Right. It has to be somebody mm-hmm. else. There has to be a responsible party, yeah. always, right? especially with cognitive decline. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is why it's so important to have a power of attorney or mm-hmm. and to have there a we proxy go. before we need the help. Have all your right. advanced directives in order. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. See, We're aren't you happy? We did, we did that. It's done. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> so AMRs mission is what? Is to help people age well 
and live as best a life that they can. That's very bold. That's <laughs> very, very bold. bold. That's good. It's attainable, and, and everybody should have it. Mm-hmm. Do you have and, any? Yeah. What kind of? What's the scope of the services that you actually do at AMR? I mean, you don't do everything that you've mentioned, or do you? Well, we do, as I said, the assessment and care plan, which is probably the most important work we do, yeah. is giving a roadmap, if you will, and giving uh, the people to get it. So if you, we just do the assessment and care plan, the care plan will have, you need a chairlift, call these one or two people. Uh-huh. You need home care, call these one or two people. Uh-huh. Here's a social program or two. Here's, so we are the, you know, the people that know what you need and how to get it in that moment. And you learn it from medical records and from a visit to the house? Visit to the home, speaking with the person, speaking with the family or neighbor, whoever's close to the situation, finding out the history, and doing um, mini mentals and other things. And the cost goes to Medicaid or to you? <laughs> the smile. The um, <laughs> unfortunately or fortunately, and, and aging in our society is not easy, uh, and unfortunately our society does not help uh, those who need it. So it is a private um, company and it is, that part is private pay. Um, we, have a com- we have companions that gets taken care of by long-term care insurance if people have that, but mainly it's a private pay um, company. Uh-huh. So this is something that we're gonna be facing with in the future, but let's say only 10 years in the future, that's gonna get worse and worse. Absolutely. Yeah, well, sure, as we all, all the baby boomers are going to be coming. Baby boomers, the um, situation with, um, I'm sorry, the yes, situation no. with Alzheimer's disease, yeah. which is on the rise. Or and other cancers. dementias. And other dementias. And yeah. cancers as well. Can- yeah. It's, yes. Right. And at co- yeah, sure, because as we age. Mm-hmm. As we age, are, absolutely. Sure, sure. I, I have, um, I wonder, do you have any examples, do you have any little stories perhaps that you can cite for us, sure. That's how it works. Yeah. Sixteen years worth, absolutely. Yeah. Every, every yeah. case is different. They come to us differently. It's a different family dynamic, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, but I'll give you a couple of recent examples good, and good. success stories. Um, I think you mentioned something a little bit about this before, but um, we had a gentleman. Uh, actually, Carolyn was on this case mm-hmm. as well, ah. uh, who um, had was it heart disease. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 advanced heart disease Mm -hmm. and married a long time and the children were spread out throughout the country right very classic yes uh and one of the actually they called me the year before they actually um they called me once and then they called me a year later to engage because he was in the hospital before Uh then they saw it coming but they couldn't convince the parents so now crisis situation which is very classic yes uh we went in and uh, advocated for him in the rehab. Um, it was an interesting family dim- dynamic amongst the with the couple. Yeah, uh, we brought in some pretty decent aides, uh, thanks to Carolyn, called in Carolyn. Uh, we got things like a hospital bed. Uh, we had to manage the situation day by day. Yes, um, they were resistant to a lot of things uh, because of denial. You know, well, that's yeah. Denial is a very, very uh, major issue in that. But you, you alluded to uh, some the, the, the dynamic between the cu- in the within the couple's couple. relationship. Yeah. yeah. You want to elaborate a little on that? Well, I'll just say in general, I've come across a lot of long-term marriages that probably shouldn't have been, if I could say. Wow. And you know, people yeah. of certain age have stayed together where yeah. divorce wasn't as. <laughs> Easy. Uh-huh. I mean, this is my yes. opinion. Yes. And I've seen quite a few of these kind of situations. And, you know, you have to tread delicately. Yes, well, And dance always. around and get everybody's, as, as with all family situations, everybody has different uh, goals. And yeah. the situation, you had a very sick man who was dying. Wow. Um, yeah. And they didn't want to say the word. And you had a wife who wanted to get on with life. Mm-hmm. And and you see that you see that a lot. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. I think it's more typical than not, than not. Well, right. I think we're going to stop here and take a break. Uh, and my thoughts were that uh, your business has been very successful. <laughs> so here is from how to from the Broadway show how to succeed in business how to succeed. <laughs> 
apply for a job How to advance from the mailroom How to sit down at a desk How to dictate memorandums How to develop executive style How to commute in a three-button suit With that weary executive smile This book is all that I need How to, how to succeed Senior Moments will be right back with today's guest and Markowitz Rec in a few moments. This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Senior Moments with Stu and Nina uh, is back, and we are with our guest and Markowitz Recht. Um, and we're speaking about her business called the AMR Care Group, Care Group uh, which, of course, is is definitely involved with the elder community. And we were chatting in the last segment about some of her cases, some of her more interesting uh, cases involving couples uh, or or el- elderly or infirm or those without advanced directives or any of the above. Why don't we continue in that uh, in that strain? Okay. Well, another cute little another well, cute not, little not story. So cute. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how right. cute. I'm making light. I'm making that's light because okay. that's the only way I, frankly, myself can, can deal. With uh, encroaching, I mean, we feel it too. We know we mm-hmm. have we have children scattered around the country. We know what it is. We fortunately have just, we have a daughter that lives close. We fortunately we have a daughter who does live close and was able to become our power of attorney. We okay. did our advanced directives because it, all of this became so overwhelming to me in particular. I can that we had to do something, so yes. we did it. Yeah. We got it done. So we can sleep at night. But uh, the story that you did tell about this couple, you know, was quite interesting. So, um, And yeah. about the one uh, that you told us in the break about a doctor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. About the case of this um, doctor was in the hospital, uh, very ill, cognitive impairment, et cetera, et cetera. Five children all over the country, and nobody wanted to take care of them. <laughs> Which Carolyn can—that's <laughs> my story. No, but I would story. say, Ian, do you have anything else you can share with us? Um, another story yeah. about experience and that might yeah. be helpful for people to hear. Yeah, yeah I, I think if uh, people listening uh, get your advanced directives, mm-hmm. if you get anything out of this show, uh, no matter how old you are, yep. if you're yeah. 30, you never know. <laughs> if you're 20, yeah, right, power of yeah. attorney and healthcare proxy. Um, yeah, one of our longer cases uh, was uh, kind of a messy family situation that ended up in guardianship. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a second marriage, and that happens a lot, a lot of family dynamic happening. Yeah. Uh, and we were appointed by the courts as uh, the geriatric care manager, and we were making the decisions, which is difficult when you have two factions of families and mm. very strong-willed daughters. Uh, and uh, also, it, it's got to be uh, a cost in time. How do you handle wait, all wait, your cases and, and then do, do such individual work? Well, I have a pretty decent-sized staff now, so uh-huh. I'm not the only one. I don't take a lot of cases myself. That's why my rate is a little bit more than everybody else's. Yeah. Uh, but I have fantastic social workers, um, care managers, a great back office staff, and they're wonderful people, and that's why I can yeah. do things like I'm doing today. Right. Uh, <laughs> there we go. But back to your story so again. So story, um, so unfortunately this woman had uh, late-stage Alzheimer's by the time we came in mm-hmm. and this whole messy guardianship case in court. Uh, a lot of lawyers, a lot of money, and a settlement was made, and I, I was appointed as the care manager, 
and they had uh, aides that were illegal, non-citizens. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a mess. So we brought in um, an agency and, you know, got things straightened out. It's, it's a lot of work in the beginning of cases. Unfortunately, people... Uh, wait till things happen. That's it. Crisis. Uh, crisis. crisis. We are a crisis-oriented society. Yeah. Um, and if you just take certain steps uh, to just small steps to avoid these kind of risks and pitfalls of aging and falling and, you know, just minimize the risk, you can, uh, you know, yeah. live better. Uh, so they had aides and nurses on uh, for 212s. Um, what happened was the the husband was the power was the uh, power of attorney, and I had to tell the attorneys he is cognitively failing, wow. and he can't be his wife's power of attorney. And we went to court, and it got a little nasty. But um, and, and I mean, expensive. as a, and expensive as yeah. a care manager, I had to report it because he's call, actually one of his daughters was probably calling the shots. Um, so the the woman's son became the um the guardian or the power yeah. of attorney made the uh decisions and we managed her we had doctors come into the house oh you did uh, they decided she should have a feeding tube she was <gasps> late stage alzheimer's yeah and uh it was a very very long case and at home at home yeah wow a lot of money wow. yeah yeah a lot of money that's interesting that you say doctors coming to the house because mm. we know a case, a very dear old friend who had a, a, a stroke 10 years ago or so, is unable to leave the house now. And I don't know, for whatever reason, can't seem to find doctors to come to the house. And and uh, I don't understand why. This is on the, Long Island? Yeah, the, here in Glen Cove. Okay. They were geriatricians. That, yeah. We can help with we can, that. Yeah. There's, Jerry, I really am loath to get myself too yeah. deeply involved. He's got a daughter just, who's just, handling everything. Yeah, could just but give I, a name. Yes. The, the pendulum is swinging toward keep, keeping people at home, okay. and the services yeah. are going toward that. Yeah, which is... Well, that's what's is, happening, and, and it's going to happen quickly. It's only 10 years we're talking about. In 10 years, uh, the population of uh, the elder it's is going, going to swing to, totally to is the going to swing and certainly uh, force us to go and take care at home i don't know because then you're not going to be able to find bed space in, in, nursing in homes. Uh, assisted living and uh, nursing homes. assisted living is a building enough you'll find bed space whether you <laughs> oh, want to pay that money or not that's go into yeah. that they're building like crazy they're, that's what they're they building are for. they're yes. building yeah. like the crazy tsunami. it is a tsunami yeah. yes the right. tsunami. And, and well and they're it, trying to head it off but it like they can't right it's impossible the numbers but are it also big. services a community it, uh, obviously of the affluent not the uh correct the, the needier uh, populations. Mm. So, right. what does that tell you? And it's the needier populations that are growing quicker. Yeah, 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 yeah. True, true. Which is always the. But on the case. another topic, on another thing, you you have very many types of companions, uh, and one in particular really has caught my 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 attention here, called cultured companions yes tell us about this please we started this program a couple of years ago yeah and the cultured companions are exactly that they're actors and singers and uh what else um people, what a job for the out of work actor. Actor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. This, idea. this brings work to all the legions it's better than waiting tables. That's right. Pumping gas. Yes. That's right. Uh, they they yeah. are wonderful, and they take people. Look, I love shows and concerts, and I can go with anybody. Yeah. I'll say that was a great show, wasn't it? Yes, okay. it was great. <laughs> These people talk a little bit more in depth than about the <laughs> acting and who was in the movie and who was in the show and the opera and the whole backstory. They talk the talk, and it's it's a great it's a great program. Well, do I'm they go? Do they take them? Yes. to the theater. Yes. or they take them. They take and if them. they have a home health aide, the three of them go. Oh, because if they the person is that you know they're not going to take them to the bathroom or do any of that. They need a home health aide with them. This is something for a friend of mine who is with a, a person who her her love is has Alzheimer's. The reason I started and it is because. As we age, what happens is we stop living. Yes. It becomes doctors and pills mm -hmm. and 
Uh, which doctor, what day. That's right. And and we stop going to shows and we stop going to concerts and we stop having fun. Yeah. And there's no reason to do that. I know. Well, I know. I know. It, but it's, it's hard. Not, it's I, difficult. It, it is, is difficult. Um, and on days where these clients can't get out, they'll pop a DVD in of a movie and, and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Well, we're thank goodness we're still capable of popping in DVDs, honey. So yeah, <laughs> so right now you don't have anything to worry about. I know, but this is a very interesting thing to me. Do you work with SAG or any of the other <laughs> unions? Yeah. No, no, we're not unionized. <laughs> <laughs> SAG or AFTRA? No, but I'm very serious. <laughs> Are the actors aware of this? Yeah, how I mean, would... How, how, how oh, you, okay, I see what you're saying. Okay. We have a lot of people. It's funny how word gets out among yeah. that, th- those uh, areas and people and their own uh, creative uh, ways. But we have people who, you know, they're, uh, they're part of it. And they, they, we have plenty of people. The word gets out. The, yeah, yeah, somehow or other, yeah. the word gets out. Interest, very interesting. Yeah, because they're not working full-time also. They're only working, you know... This Two days is, a week, three days a week. This is a social media thing for, to get the word out. That's a very interesting approach, and uh, it, it appeals to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, having been a one-time actor. Oh, I was thinking of him being one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, what is the best way to navigate the healthcare system? I mean, this has got to be an overwhelming job for somebody that we know who's involved with her father at this point, after her mother has just passed. And uh, how do you navigate all of this? Because I'm amazed at how well she's doing, just in the mere fact that she's been able to do it. Well, some people can do it. You need time, and you really have to know what you're doing. I think you definitely need an outside advocate. Sometimes people in the family are too close. Yeah. And it gets, I mean, it happened with me and my parents, you just, and, I, and I'm a professional, but when it's your own, it's, it becomes, you know, it's just too close and you yeah. can't, you can't do the job and pull yourself away. Right. And when people say to me, how do you do this? You know, I love what I do yeah. and we do great things for people and they, you know, they appreciate it and it's, it's a great job. Yeah. yeah I don't consider it a job, but it's a great thing to yes. do. Uh, so you need an advocate. You need somebody else to go in there and say, he needs this, this, and this. She needs this, this, and this. Right. Knowing the person, knowing what you want. Uh, and unfortunately, there's a lot of people that, whether aging or not, don't have people, don't have friends, don't have relatives. Uh, and that's the sad part of this society. If they're financially incapable, <laughs> can they still get some kind of assistance? Yeah, there's programs like Medicaid. I mean, it's not going to be like anything when you, unfortunately, we have a society where money talks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so when you don't have it, there are programs to help. Uh, again, you have to be pretty savvy to navigate it. This government does not make it easy. So how do you prepare for this? How do you prepare a family for something like this? Uh-huh. For something like what? Like uh-huh. Aging. 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 As we discussed, the healthcare proxy and power of attorney are key, and knowing professionals like myself and Carolyn and other people who know who to call if we don't do it ourselves, and that you know, with social media and mm-hmm. uh, media itself, you know, it's finding you know, those resources. We're out there. Mm-hmm. It's now, this, easier this than it has This is not going to sound right, but it's like buying a cemetery plot. You're, by, you're preparing That's for okay. the future. That's okay. I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I think that we're all afraid of death. Yes. We're all yeah. going to experience death. And um, one of the cases I talked about, um, we gave him a good death. Mm-hmm. And I think a good death is as important as a good life. Yeah. And Great. we don't talk about it in this society, which is why I brought it up. Uh, which is but it's, it's important yes. to do pre-need funerals so you plan what you want to do. So it's no surprises, and you don't burden your family to do that. Um, but for yeah, the this, most part, people don't want to talk about see, that. See, now, to me, this is the most important thing, facing the reality so that you don't burden your children with having to Deal win their way through all of Give us I mean, a truly. couple of thoughts, final thoughts, on what you would like to leave with our audience. 
I think, as I said before a couple of times, you have to get your power of attorney and health care proxy. It. You have to get your advance directives. Talk to family. That's a given now yes. at this point. Yeah. Of course, yeah. I, I hear you. I would also say talk to your family about what you want. If you do wind up in the hospital and you have tubes, even though it may be written, doctors will continually do tests. So at what point can you step back and say, you know, if your father were looking at himself in that bed, what would he say if he was unable to be verbal? Right. So really let your family and your children know what your wishes are. Right. Couldn't have said it better. You're right. How do we reach you? How do you reach me? You can reach me by calling. Do you want a telephone number? Sure. Sure. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what I could do here. 516-605-0434. That's our flagship office on Long Island in Jericho. How about repeating that number? 516-605-0434. And is there a website? Yes, there is. It's amrcaregroup.com. Good. Oh, simple enough. And they're on Facebook and Instagram as well. Good. Yes. Oh. Very, very big in the social media. Very good. That's, that's very. It's very okay. important, especially where it goes. Yes. Well, I have to tell you, Anne Markowitz, not Anne Margaret. <laughs> she's <laughs> getting a new. She's getting a new nickname. I'll take Anne it. Anne Markowitz wrecked. This has been most informative, and we thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to. To be here with us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Good, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And of course, uh, we have Ryan here from Game of Thrones right (laughs) off the set (laughs) with his red beard. Thank you so much, Carolyn, again, for for bringing Anne to us. And to Dale Zerbrick. Please, Dale, get yourself back on your feet. We miss you. We miss you. So now, there we our have last it. musical offering that will take us to the end of today's show with a song I hope will not affect our audience negatively. I'm hoping against hope that they won't experience the tough times ahead for the elderly. Here is Mandy Potemkin singing Brother Can You Spare a Dime. to tell me I was building a dream and so I followed the mob when there was earth to plow or guns to bear I was always there right there on the job they used to tell me I was building a dream with peace and glory ahead Why should I be standing in line Just waiting for bread Once I built a railroad Made it run Made it race against time Once I built a railroad Now it's done Brother, can you spare a dime? Once I built a tower to the sun, brick and red. Is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. This is Nina and Stuart Held saying, before Senior Moments signs off for today, please remember... Youth is a gift of nature. But age is a work of art. The Glencoe Senior Center's website is one word, GlencoeSeniorCenter.com. If you like our show today and want to hear previous episodes, subscribe to our podcast, Senior Moments, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. See you on the radio next time.